Welcome to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. My name is Brandon Adams, lifestyle entrepreneur and inventor, passionate about helping others with creating something great and becoming unforgettable. Each week, we discuss helpful tips on becoming a successful entrepreneur and interview other entrepreneurs and inspirational people. Our goal is to help take your business and lifestyle to the next level. Now, let's get started. My name is Brandon Adams, host of University of Young Entrepreneurs, and this is episode number one, Turning Your Ideas into Reality. Many people come to me and say, Brandon, how do you take an idea and turn it into something tangible, turn it into an invention, a product that you can sell in the market? I've spent the last three years developing a product called the Arctic Stick, and along the way, I've learned a lot of lessons. I've made a lot of mistakes. I've learned what you should do, what you shouldn't, and kind of the rough idea of what it takes to take a product to market. It's very difficult, and there's many phases to it uh, to succeed. So I'm going to go into detail today about what you need to do, the steps moving forward, what other routes you can take, and how you turn your idea into reality. But before we get started, I want to do a shout-out to our sponsor, Arctic Stick. Arctic Stick is a product that I invented in 2012. It allows you to both cool and flavor your bottled beverage. You simply fill it full of a liquid, freeze it, take it out of the freezer. If you want to cool your drink, you can drop it in and it will keep it colder longer. If you want to flavor your drink, twist the top, drop in, and you got a flavor burst. I like using the Arctic Stick for when I go to the gym. I like to work out. keeps my drink cold throughout the whole workout. And not only that. I like to take pre-workout as well, so what I'll do is I'll fill a few of these full of a pre-workout. Before I go to the gym, I'll take it out, and when I'm ready to use it, I can either use it as a shooter, or I could twist and drop it into my drink to basically energize my drink. You want to test your wild side? It holds an ounce. You can put alcohol in it. It works great for tailgating, parties, you name it. Arctic Stick lets you decide on how you use it. Check out Arctic Stick at arcticstick.com. That is A-R-C-T-I-C-S-T-I-C-K dot com. And be among the first to own the Arctic Stick today. Check it out. I'll thank you for it. Everybody else will. Arctic Stick. But now, I want to go into today's show. Today we talk about turning your idea into reality. So, what do you do? You come up with an idea. Maybe you're driving down the road or watching TV, or usually it's when you're doing something part of your regular routine, you realize a problem that you deal with on a regular basis, and you notice that problem, and you think to yourself, ah, I came up with this great idea to fix it, to solve that problem, fulfill that need, and you just don't know what to do next. But what I say to do is when you come up with your idea, you want to first write it down on paper. Write down what your idea is, how it functions, ask yourself, what problem does it solve? Is this problem even worth solving? Is it something that people are even going to care to use it for? And what need in the market is it fulfilling? What is a niche? What, uh, who would be your target market? You're going to want to ask yourself all these questions and just write down everything that comes to your head and maybe even draw out what you think it would look like. Because this will allow you to better develop your idea and have it more mature. And then once you get to that point, 
you're going to want to do research. And this is the part that I tell you, and I cannot stress enough, you want to spend a lot of time researching and fail fast because everybody that comes up with an idea, and I, I see people all the time that they're willing to spend tens of thousands of dollars and time and money, and they're not willing to take a few minutes to see if there's anything even out there like it. People come up with an idea, and it's very special to them because they, they think it's unique enough or there's nothing else like it in the world. So they may go on a Google search and spend a few minutes trying to find it, and they're, they're really going in bias thinking there's nothing like it. So they're almost blinded by the facts. So they spend five minutes, search a little bit, don't say anything, move forward, and six months down the road they might find out there's something just like it, and they had wasted all that time and money for nothing. So fail fast. Figure out if there's something out there like it. Take your time. Go on Google. The professionals that do develop a product, they'll usually spend five to eight hours trying to see if there is anything else like it on the market. I mean, they're thoroughly searching. They're searching as if there is something out there, and they're bound to find it. So take that in consideration when you do start out. Be determined to try to find something like it because you want to fail right away. You don't want to spend all that time for nothing and realize that, hey, there's something out there already, and I wasted all that time. So on Google, you can actually do, when you're searching a Google patent search, just put in the Google engine, Google patent search, and it'll show you, uh, you put in keyword of kind of what your product idea is, and it'll show everything on the market like it. A good example is I searched ice coolers the other day, and it showed all the different patented coolers out there. They had one with an air conditioner, one that made ice. They had everything. And that's kind of what it'll show you, everything on the market. And not only that, you can go to USPTO.gov, which is the United States Patent and Trademark Office. Go into there and you can search any patents on the market or issued already. You can search different trademarks. It allows you to look at anything that is currently taken. So that is another thing you're going to want to search. After that, after searching for eight hours and realizing, well, my idea is unique and there's nothing really out there like it, your next step is what I would suggest is go to a patent lawyer. Go to the professionals. Go to a patent lawyer and have them do a patent search for you. They will usually charge, I mean, anywhere in the low end of a couple hundred bucks or the high end anywhere from one to $2,000. It just depends on your patent lawyer, how detailed they get, where they do look for it. But I would suggest, I mean, you can get a patent search done. I did for less than 500 And the patent lawyer will go and look and see what is on the market and what patents are issued and the time left on them. And then they'll give you advice. They'll give you their advice on moving forward. If they advise you that it would be risky moving forward or that it really, there's not that much risk moving forward because there's nothing really like it. It's unique. You have an idea. At that point, well, that's awesome. I mean, you have something that nobody's come up with. But uh, if you're going to actually go forward with doing your idea, maybe you want to get a provisional patent right away. And what that does is it'll actually protect you for a year until you come up with where your idea is going to go. Things will change over time. 
not everything is going to be like you intended it to be at the beginning. So the provisional patent will kind of protect you in that that leeway of deciding what your product is going to be. But once you do decide to go forward with the patent, you're going to want to have some CAD drawings, which we'll talk more on. But you're going to have drawings and actually a prototype to give to your patent lawyer to show them exactly what your product does, what its functions are, and how it's unique in the market and different from everything else. And they will use that to submit the patent. The patent process can be very long. It can take anywhere from two to three years. It just depends on the product. Uh, They say on average that a patent submission, it'll get denied two to three times before they would actually grant you the patent. And 10% of new ideas actually get a patent. And of those 10%, 2% of them are commercially successful. So... It's it's tough, and I, I would say the reason why most people don't get granted a patent is because they don't keep moving forward with it. They give up. But before you get into that whole process, this is my advice. Before you decide to move forward with anything is I would ask yourself, do I want to make this commitment? Do I want to spend the next three to five years of my life developing a product? I mean, on average, it takes three to five years to develop a product. It's very time-consuming. It's not easy. It doesn't happen overnight. There's no get-rich-quick. I wish it was, but it's not. Do you want to spend your free time and money on this idea? Are you going to be passionate about it? Is it going to be something you love? Because if it isn't something that you don't enjoy doing and passionate about seeing it come to life, then you're really wasting your time because when you're passionate about something, it allows you to push forward and it gives you the extra drive to work the weekends and work any free time you get on this idea to see it come to life. And uh, that's where you're going to want to do that. I really highly suggest that because I found out throughout the whole process that it takes time. It takes so long to develop a product. And uh, I mean, it's risky. One in 1,000 inventions make more than they actually originally invest in their product. So most inventions don't even make it to fruitation and hit the market. And if they do, some never even see more than the development costs. It can cost anywhere from 50000 to 250000 or more dollars just to develop a product before you even see any money. So... What I always say is ideas are really nothing without the inventor and the innovator willing to push forward and never give up because there's going to be bad times. There's going to be times where you think that nothing's going to go right and that it's never going to happen. And what I say that is you always want to go forward. Good times or bad, push through, keep going, and the people that never give up are the ones that succeed. That's that's what you need to do to succeed. That's like anything else in this world. Never give up. Be persistent. Love what you do and keep moving forward. And if you do that, I can tell you right now, your idea is going to make it. And that's what I've done for the last three years. I've never gave up. And you'll have your down times, but I've seen the success and I've seen what it takes to move forward and take a product to market. So if you're willing to put in the time, you're going to be passionate about it, 
hey, that's awesome. Go forward with it. So once you decide you're going to move forward, I would suggest finding a consultant or a product development company that is highly reputable to help you move forward. Because if it's your first product moving forward, there's a lot you don't know. There's a lot to learn. I certainly three years ago, three years ago, I had no idea what it took to take a product to market. I, I was just ignorant to the whole concept because I thought it could happen in weeks. But soon to find out, it takes years, years to develop it. And what a consultant or product development company can do is they can help you move forward and minimize your mistakes. They've done it before. They've failed. They've succeeded. They've seen what works. They have the resources to make something happen. And you're going to, I highly would suggest getting a product development company on board to help you throughout the whole process. I mean, they have all the resources, manpower to do everything you need to develop a product from doing the engineering at the beginning for developing the prototype, for doing the marketing and getting the manufacturing, packaging, everything needed to take a product to market. And it's going to cost some money, but they are going to know what to do and they're going to do it right. If you're going to go out by yourself and try to find everything and do it yourself, you're going to spend a lot of money and you're going to make mistakes. And I've made a lot of mistakes over the years, and that's what is very expensive. I've learned from them, but that's the reason for me to speak to you guys and tell you guys about the mistakes I made and don't make them. Save, learn from my mistakes and save your money and develop your product in the least financial costing way possible. So... Go out there, find yourself a consultant, product development company, help them minimize your mistakes and save you money. And once you get to that point, you're going to want to get a prototype, and that would be the next step. A prototype is something, it could be an acting prototype or a visual prototype. So a visual prototype would be something that looks just like your idea, what you think it's going to look like. An acting, functional prototype would be actually functioning like what you intend it for being. So really you're going to want a functional and a, a full out prototype that looks just like your idea. And that allows you to go out and pitch different companies and show people what it is your idea is about. And they can actually believe, wow, this is real. It almost feels like it's real right now. So get out there, go through the prototyping stage. Uh, it's, it's very long, it's stressful, it takes time. The first part of the prototyping stage is getting CAD work done. CAD stands for computer-aided design and drafting. So it would be basically engineers would take your idea and develop it into a computer software and draw up the 3D file, what it looks like inside and out, the dimensions, the exact specifications of what your idea will be and shows all the components for it. The cost for an engineer to do this varies. I mean, if you have a very good engineer, he may charge you 250 to maybe $400 an hour, but on average it costs 100 to $200 per hour for them to draft up your idea. Once you do have it drafted up, you can use this to create the prototype. And the prototyping, uh, there's all kinds of prototypes out there. And when I did my process, we had six different prototypes before we actually 
had the exact one we wanted. So when we got to the end, we had the prototype that looked just like I wanted my product and functioned just like it. And that's right before the stage where you're going to go to manufacturing. But the prototyping stage is very frustrating. It takes a while. It may take a few years. It just depends on how complex your product is, uh, what it's doing. It just so many variables inside of it. But prototyping the stage is what you're going to need to do. Once you get to the final prototype stage, you're going to have to decide which route do you want to take for selling your product. Do you want to license your product, which would be basically sitting back and collecting checks? That is, if you get a licensing deal, do you want to manufacture your product, produce it yourself, and basically turn it into a company and spend a lot of your time and life on this concept? Or you could crowdfund, which is kind of ties into both the licensing and manufacturing, but crowdfund, which we'll talk a lot about in detail later, is uh, it's like Kickstarter, Indiegogo, or Quirky, any kinds of crowdfunding platforms that allows you to raise money and test the market before you invest more money into your idea. It'll give you credibility and pre-sales for licensing, or you could raise money to help pay for the tooling to manufacture it. So... First, I want to talk about the licensing. Licensing a product. You hear about the great deals out there. People become millionaires. They go license to a big company and sit back and they receive millions of dollars by doing nothing. Well, that's kind of true. I mean, if you are that one in a million idea, that uh, one of the million lucky guy that hits the lottery and gets that kind of opportunity, it's not always like that. Uh, but licensing would be an easier approach to take if you get a deal. You basically would go to a company and have them sell your product. In return, you would get paid a royalty. On average, royalties range from 4 to 7% of the wholesale cost. So usually about 5% royalty is what you would receive per unit. It does seem small, but... If you have a big company that has already have existing relationships with stores, maybe with Walmart, Kmart, or any big distribution out there, let's say they sell $20 million worth of your product. That's a million dollars in royalty to you. $1 million of royalty paid to you. So that's pretty good money, uh, especially for the fact you don't have to do any marketing. You don't have to go to trade shows. You don't have to do anything. You just have to receive the check and go to the bank and check it or cash it in. So if you can get a licensee deal, that would be a pretty easy route and it would uh, it would allow you to do more things in your life. So it kind of comes down to how you want to spend years to come. But licensing is a good route to go. Uh, but they do say on average about one in every hundred products get a licensing deal. So it is tough. If you want to go out and get a licensing deal, what you would do is you're going to go to a company. But before you go to them, that's what I suggest you have. For one, you want to have a great product. You want to have something that is something that people are going to want. They're going to look at it and they think it's the next big thing. It looks awesome. They just can't go without it. Not only that, it's going to look good if you have a patent pending or issued patent. It's not, it's not needed, but I'd highly recommend it because... It shows your credibility, it shows you did the work, and it looks better for them because then they can protect the idea that you have. Then also you're going to have a functional prototype, 
which if you have a, a issued patent, you would have imagine had a prototype as well. So functional prototype that looks and acts just like your product is intended for. So you're going to want to show them what it looks like. And when you give the presentation to them, you're going to let them visualize it being on the shelves. And if you give them a great presentation and when you give that presentation, show them as if a customer is coming in the store and they see this product and this great thing and what it does and they have it in their hands or actually playing with the prototype, they can visualize it and act if it if it's already there. And you want to let the people know, the company know that this is a great product and make them feel that if they don't take up your offer – that somebody else is going to get a chance to take this product to market and they're, you're going to license it to somebody else. And that's basically them seeing a product they had a chance at becoming a competitor. And they don't want that. They want an opportunity to make some money. So you take them four things. You get a great product, patent pending or issued, functional prototype, and you give a great presentation. Your success is going to be a lot better for getting a licensing deal. So that would be the licensing end. Uh, manufacturing. That's the route I took. It is much harder and a lot more commitment, time, money, and risk. But if you're if you're willing to spend your free time, we'll spend almost all your time on developing this product uh, or selling the market. What you would be doing is basically selling it. You would be marketing. You would be doing the packaging, the distribution. You would go to trade shows, trade shows. You would deal with the customers. You would do everything a company does with a product. So basically, turn your product into a company and manufacture it yourself. So there's a lot more work when it comes to doing the manufacturing. Uh, what I would say is, if you're going to go that route, you want to have passionate, be very passionate about your idea. And you want to like what you do because it is going to be a big part of your life. And if you're just doing it for the money, that's the wrong reason. If you're going to go manufacture and turn your product into a company, you're going to want to make it your lifestyle and something that you're willing to spend the weekends and your free time doing and love it. So that's what I did. The reason why is I love what I do. I'm passionate about it. I'm passionate about seeing people, uh, the remarks on my product. And the whole process of going and telling people about it and what it offers, it's my lifestyle. So that's why I pick manufacturing. There is upside. I mean, it's not all downside, a lot of work. But the upside would be you would get more profits. I mean, instead of getting a 5% royalty from licensing, you would get all the profits. I mean, there's a lot of initial costs up front and risk. But if it goes, then you have a chance to make a lot of money. And... uh Maybe your your company would get bought out, which is rare, but if it does, that would be awesome. Or maybe you spend the rest of your life developing that product, and not only that, turn it into a brand that turns into more products that sell on the market. So that would be the manufacturing end. The crowdfunding is basically what I would suggest to use before the licensing or the manufacturing. So it's a third choice. But I would suggest doing crowdfunding before the licensing or before the manufacturing because crowdfunding allows you to test the market. You can test the market before even moving forward. Some people don't even invest any money. They just invest their time in putting a campaign together 
and seeing what they're going to create. And people will back their project and put money, basically pre-order their product, and the inventors will use that money to develop their idea and move forward. And if they don't get enough money to to get the project to success, then they won't even move forward. So crowdfunding is a great way to test the market. And if you're going to do a licensing deal, it's a great way to get credibility and proof of sales for manufacturing and allow you to raise money for buying the tooling to produce your product. But there's many crowdfunding websites out there. Uh, there's Kickstarter, there's Indiegogo, there's Quirky, and other others out there, but them the ones that come to my head. Uh, I did a Kickstarter campaign last July, and uh, it was tough. I mean, it takes a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot of effort. I had no idea going into it. What I got to say is the money isn't free. When you're doing a Kickstarter campaign, it just doesn't come to you. I mean, people think they're going to put a campaign up and they're going to ask people for money and it's just going to all come flow right to them. And they they see all the success stories out there, but they don't see the tough stories, the ones that didn't make it. For example, the potato salad. I, I don't know if you guys heard about that one, but this guy went out on Kickstarter. I think it was Kickstarter, but he wanted to raise money to make potato salad. His goal was $10. He wanted to raise $10 to go make potato salad. And in return, he was going to make potato salad and call out people's names. He raised over $55,000. That is a fluke. That is basically getting struck by lightning. That's, that does not happen hardly ever. When I saw this campaign, I was so jealous. I'm like, wow, this guy just lucked out and somehow this project went viral and... He made $55,000 to say he was going to go make potato salad. You don't see that very often. That is a fluke, and it's very difficult. A professional campaign, a crowdfunding campaign, usually consists about two to 300 band hours on that campaign weeks prior to launching. And then once your campaign is launched, usually about 20 to 40 man hours it consists of during that campaign. So it takes a lot of time to prepare for it. Most people, they think that they're going to do all their work during the campaign, but what they don't know is you have to spend maybe a few months prior to starting your campaign, launching it, on developing your your site, developing your video, developing all the information that it entails for this campaign. So also you're going to want to launch your campaign at the right time. For me, my product, the Arctic Stick, it was targeting people during the summer to allow them to cool their drinks. People like to enhance their beverages more in the summertime. So I picked July. I launched in July and did it for, I think it's 32 days we did our campaign. Another one that did a campaign that a lot of people know of is the Coolest Cooler. They did theirs in the summer. They did it the same time I did. And uh, the guy by the name of Ryan Grepper, he invented the Coolest Cooler. He raised $13 million, the most money raised on crowdfunding ever. So his campaign was the most funded campaign in history. And uh, his goal was 50000 So he did a lot. I, it's pretty awesome what he did. I'm very happy for the guy. 
But what most people don't know is he actually did a campaign previously, and he went out to raise 125000 and the campaign never reached a goal. It, it raised, I think it was 103000 of the $125,000 goal. So if you actually go on Kickstarter and search Coolest Cooler, you'll see two of them. One comes up as a campaign that raised $13.2 million, and the other one shows 103000 The one that comes up as the successful campaign, you can see the cooler looks a lot cooler. <laughs> and um, I found out that uh, I actually was doing some research here and looked on that campaign and saw that Ryan Grepper had went to a company called Trident Design. They help people with developing products and uh, actually doing campaigns for Kickstarter and other uh, crowdfunding sites. And a guy by the name of Chris Hawker, he's a famous inventor and he's actually the founder of Trident Design, helped Ryan redesign the cooler. So Ryan took the cooler to him and their design team looked at it made some changes, made it look even cooler. <laughs> and uh, they uh, they made it into what it was for the successful campaign. I spoke with Chris. I actually gave him a call and spoke with him here a month ago and asked him about it. And he said, I mean, they, they dug into it, and their team basically just wanted to make it look a lot neater and more intriguing to the consumer. And that's what they did. And you can check on their website. They talk about the story and all the work involved for this. But uh, some cool stuff. I That right there is uh, a campaign that doesn't happen very often, raising over $13 million. But I'm happy for the guy. They did good. And hopefully this summer that product will come out. So to talk about what it takes for a good campaign is, for one, you want to have a good video. Uh, preferably less than two minutes. Anymore in today's day and age, people cannot, you can't get their attention long enough. And uh, you want to get something that's going to get their attention. Make it funny. Make it emotional. Make it something that catches their eye. What are they going to want to stay addicted to and keep watching? If you can get their attention for that couple minutes and get your message across, then you're likely to possibly get them to back your project. And people love emotions. If you can get them emotional or get, entertain them in some way, they're a lot more likely to, to fund your idea. So when you do your video, be, be sure you're going to ask for people's help. Tell them what you're going to use the money for and let them know what they're going to get in return, which would be basically rewards, the pledge levels. So how it works is people pledge money, and there's certain increments, and for each pledge level, there's a gift they would get in return. So maybe you give them product at a discounted price or offer them other cool swag. Some people will sign their autograph or get famous people on board to spend a day with them. Be creative. Just make sure there's some good rewards out there because people, they want something in return. They're not just going to throw the money at you. You got to give them something valuable that means a lot to them. So make good, good reward levels. Make sure you also have a lot of information and pictures explaining your journey with your concept. Show your milestones, what success you've had, what you found out and what your goals are moving forward. What are you going to do with this money? How is it going to help reach your goal, reach your uh, dream and what it's going to do? So the key is to sell your audience. 
sell them your dream, ask for their help, and let them know what they get in return. Everybody out there has had dreams or have dreams. They've been in your shoes before, and they're willing to help out. You just need to ask them and relate to them. So during your campaign, the goals are you want to get as much exposure as possible. I mean, you want to go all out like a crazy man telling the world his feelings. And that's what I did. I, I did go crazy. Uh, you get your friends and family on board, help them promote and have them pledge right away. You want to get a lot of money pledged at the beginning of your campaign. Uh, promote on social media. Uh, hopefully you're not shy because you're going to have to really get out there on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, anything, you name it. Social media is going to be your best friend. And I would even suggest for Facebook doing posts that you boost, which would mean you would actually pay, put money into it, and uh, which allows your posts to be viewed to more people. So it's well worth the investment, especially for a campaign. you got to treat this as if it's a launch of a product, and you are going to have to invest money. It's not... <laughs> I would suggest putting money into it to get more exposure for your idea and uh, trying to get more backers. Submit articles to newspapers, blogs. Try to get bloggers to talk about what your idea is, what it does. Uh, try to get on radio shows, TV shows, maybe the news. Contact every radio station out there. What I did is I sent out to newspapers. Everyone, I mean, not only in the state, but in different states. And there was one that I had sent five times. I had sent to the newspaper. It was a Des Moines register. It took five times before they actually answered. Then once he did answer, he ended up doing a write up on me. And I got on the front page of the Des Moines register in the tech section, the tech section. So be persistent. Don't give up. Keep going with it. Uh, Hold events. Maybe you want to have a party, a cookout, uh, any kind of event where you can promote your campaign and let people know about what you're doing and help them get on board. What I did, mine was during July. I even had a float. I was in the parade, promoted. I promoted in the park there. I had a stand-up. I promoted all over the place. So every day you're going to be want to work in that campaign nonstop. The ultimate goal with this campaign is get all the exposure you can and try to get your campaign to go viral. In order to do this, you're going to want to get a strong initial burst out of the gates. So right from the beginning, you want to get all the traction you can. That's why I said get your friends on board, your family, get them to share your posts, get them to tell people, and create an army to help expand the awareness of your project. Not only that, but try to get all the the pledges you can at the beginning because what they say is your goal should be get 30% of your funding goal within the first 40 hours. Let me say that again. Try to get the first 30% of your funding goal raised in the first 48 hours. If you can do that, your success will be so much higher. It'll give you a better chance of being in the front of the crowdfunding site. On the campaigns, they will put their favorite crowdfunding projects right in the front of the site. So Kickstarter, they would have the staff pick, the staff favorite, or uh, just they would be right in the front page. So how they pick that is the ones that have the most attraction, the most views, and the most money funded at the beginning. So if you're able to make your project go viral or reach a lot of your goal at the beginning, 
you're more likely to do that. So uh, the more traction, the more publicity you have, the more likely you're going to be put in front of more eyes, which turn into more backers and more money for your campaign, which is the ultimate goal. So crowdfunding is becoming very big right now. It's going to get even bigger. It allows people to turn their ideas into reality much easier, and some do it without really any investment at all. And uh, like I said before, if their campaign doesn't go, then they can stop and not move forward. If their campaign does go, well, they got a bunch of money to fund their cool new invention or idea. So crowdfunding campaigns can be a lot of work, but they can be very rewarding. So, wow, I, uh, I went overboard with the crowdfunding campaign, but may have just exploded your mind with information, all kinds of stuff to talk about for taking your product to market or turning your idea into reality. But just to review quick, I want to say the steps. So the steps in order to take your idea into reality. For one, you get an idea, write it down on paper, brainstorm, ask yourself what problem does it solve? Is this problem worth solving and how it can fit in the market? Are people going to want this? Then you're going to want to do a lot of research. I can't stress enough do all the research you can. Fail fast. If your product's out there, you're not going to want to go forward with it. See if your product's unique enough. And after that, go to a patent lawyer. Have them do the search too. And uh, you go forward, get a patent eventually, maybe even a trademark. It allows you to protect your idea. And you're going to want to get a prototype as well. So a functional prototype, like I said before, it allows you to get to the point where once you have that, you can decide, do I want to license my product? Do I want to sit back and just receive checks and receive a royalty? Do I want to go out and manufacture my product and basically make it my life, turn it into a company and spend all this time on this idea? Or like I said, crowdfunding, which is something you probably should do if you're going to do the licensing or manufacturing. So I suggest do the crowdfunding so you can at least get credibility and raise some money to lay off the risk and uh, show that you have a great idea. So go out there, go make some money, <laughs> use these steps and develop your own ideas and turn them into reality. It's a long process. It takes time and uh, it, it's not easy. But you know what? If you're passionate about it, and this goes for anything, not just taking a product or an idea to market, but uh, whatever it is you do in life, if you're passionate about it, love what you do, you're willing to put in the extra time and hours and spend the money to see it to fruitation. So do what you love. And I say that to everyone. If you do what you love, you're going you're gonna to live a good life. You're going to make a lot of money. And you're going to enjoy what you do every day. So I hope you like today's show. If you missed something, just check out my notes on my website, brandontadams.com. That's brandontadams.com. Taylor is, or T is for Taylor in my last name. But uh, please blog, write any thoughts on today's show, what you liked, what you didn't like. If you have any questions or you want to hear anything in the future, let me know for the coming shows in the weeks to come. What else do you want to hear from me? Uh, I'll talk to you guys next week. But in the meantime, I want you to go out there, create something great, and become unforgettable. Because why not? Life's too short not to. I'm Brandon Adams, and go have yourself a great day.